Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike on Mike Wadecast. A radio friend of mine posted that he was not going to do a podcast. Can you guess why my radio friend is not going to do a podcast? A guy like me with over 40 years in the business? If you guessed no way to get noticed, you earned yourself a chicken dinner. Especially, he noted, since Amazon is getting into the game, bringing with them 70,000 podcasts, which doesn't include Apple and Spotify. So there's just no way to cut through the podcast clutter to carve a podcast niche, much less make any of that podcast money. Now, my friend has a website and blogs. He writes about his passions and interests instead of talking about them. Do I think he's making a mistake by not trying the spoken word format, even though he was an outstanding talk show host? Of course not. He's doing his thing, what he likes and he's comfortable with, and wouldn't we all like to be able to say that's what we're doing? So good for him. But when I saw his post, it reminded me of why I started doing this Wadecast, why it took me five years after my last radio show. The reason is, I was looking at it backwards. And I'll explain what I mean by that, but first, I have to ask you a question. When someone tells a story in a forest and no one is there to hear it, is it still a story? When someone tells a story in a forest and no one is there to hear it, is it still a story? Well, I'm one of those, yeah, the tree makes a sound regardless of anyone who's there, so of course my answer to is it still a story is, well, sure it is. The mistake I made, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was, I procrastinated. And that didn't come from a lack of equipment. It didn't come from a lack of experience behind a microphone. It came from trying to figure out where I was going to land instead of just jumping. The joy for me is in the telling, not in who hears it. In the radio business, it's just the opposite. The joy is in the ratings, so you can keep jacking up rates for commercials. You want as many people listening as possible and keep them listening. If you go back and listen to my very first episode, I said the great thing about doing your own thing is that it can be whatever you want. You can talk about whatever you want for as long as you want, as often as you want. I can cast once a week, three times a week, or three times a day. I can do it whenever the Spirit moves me. And it can be about something I read, like my friend's post, an observed behavior, a funny story. It, it doesn't matter. If it moves me, I'm doing it. How many projects have you worked on where you wish you had total control? Well... For me, this is it. Now, I wasn't just hanging out before starting this, but the other things I was doing slowly started to dry up. Those are the things I was doing that were creative and fun to do evaporated to the point that, yeah, let's just say I had a lot of free time in my hands. <laughs> and still was the, there, there was this idea in the back of my mind that I couldn't figure out how to pull off. I wanted to try it, but how was I going to make it work? And would anybody care? You know what turned it around for me? It wasn't until I remembered my improv training that things started falling into place. First rule of improv, never deny. I couldn't hear it in my head, so I never trusted myself to just start throwing things out there. I was breaking the rule that is not to be broken. And then there's that other important improv rule, go with the flow. Don't try to hijack the scene. The fun is seeing where it takes you. Which gets me to the third important rule, just commit to the character. So, getting back to why I realized I was looking at this whole thing backwards, you first have to make the commitment. You have to commit to the scene, to telling the story, not the end of the story, because you don't know what the story is yet. And by the way, yes, it's a great feeling to perform in front of a packed house. You feed off that when you're on stage. It's wonderful. But this is different, because spoken word is one-to-one, -one, not to mention you can't see the house. 
And let's not forget, the stories you're telling are still there for someone to access. It's not like radio when you ask someone, hey, did you hear the 740 break? Because it was like the funniest thing that's ever been aired. And they say, oh, so sorry, I was filling up and then I had to get coffee. Those moments are gone. These moments stay alive. And like a book or a blog or an old magazine in the doctor's office, you never know who or when someone just may pick it up. If a story is told in the forest and no one is there to hear it, for me at least, it doesn't matter. You had a story you wanted to tell, and you were able to unpack it the way you wanted. Not the what, where, when, why, and how they wanted. Because you don't get creative freedom very often, here's what I want to know. What is it you've been thinking about trying your hand at, but you haven't done it yet? Whatever it is, just give yourself permission to fail and do it. See what it becomes. If you're not any good at it, try that other thing that's on your wish-I-was-doing-this list. And keep crossing things off until you get to the one you circle. You deciding to commit. You giving yourself the freedom to fail. So, what are you going to try your hand at first? And when will be a good time to start? Well, how about now? This has been The Mike on Mike Wavecast. Thanks for listening.